Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Upvote, comment, all of that would be great. Also, subscribe to our subtext community. Even if when we get information, which doesn't happen often because that's not what we do. We're not a news organization. Um, we do put in the subtext first because they deserve it. Um, some people go there to get their links. You can interact directly with the show, ask questions if you have them. But also, you can look at it like a, as a $5 a month tip for all of the great content that we put out. So go there and check that subtext community out. You will not regret it. It should be pretty good. We're going to do during the season, once the subscriber count gets up, specialized um, videos, things like that, just for them. We're going to make them a special segment of the Locked On Ole Miss audience. Um, So we'll see exactly what happens. We're still going to do everything for free that we do here. So what you see now, you're still going to see. We're talking about extra videos. So, all right. This is interesting to me, all right? We have talked for two days about an eight- or nine-game schedule, and there's been assumptions being made by reporters. And what we're learning right now is there are variances in reporting, okay? So it's one of those situations where is, are one of them, is one of them right? Um, which one is right? But this is from Brandon Marcello from 24-7 Sports. He says eight or nine games, question mark. The SEC commish has a preference in football scheduling debate. Ooh, Navy SEALs. All right. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey has a preference in the debate of whether to play eight or nine conference games. That's Brandon Marcello from 24-7. Sankey has kept quiet publicly on which model he prefers, but privately the boss has communicated that his preference to administrators and that he is ready to ask coaches, athletic directors, and presidents to do what he believes is best for the SEC. This is unbelievably awesome news, people. If they remain at a standstill in the Conference Springs meeting, he revealed Sunday evening. Sankey detailed the pluses and minuses for both models on the eve of SEC meetings during an hour-long discussion with a select group of reporters. Ooh, a select group of reporters. Basically, that means a bunch of guys that have carried their water for a year and they're happy with them. So this is their reward. This is the bone they get. The concern some schools believe a ninth conference game would lead to fewer bowl-eligible teams. Like I said, if that Birmingham Bowl is that important, the revenue that um, the SEC is getting right now more than makes up for that. Is it just the prestige of getting to the Birmingham Bowl? That, That is weird. Sankey argues that more games provide a more equitable schedule and data shows only a marginal change in bowl-eligible teams. Um, For people that were in my comments yesterday or two days ago, um, that that is interesting because they were preaching um, schedule equity even though they play the three teams in question every year already, so that's weird. He offered a comparison to the SEC's baseball strength of schedule which results in a healthy representation in the postseason. The membership adopted in March a format for baseball that eliminates divisions and includes eight rotating series and two permanent rivalries each year. That's the key that everybody needs to know. 
they've already done all these schedules in all the other sports. The only one that it's hanging up on is football. I get that football makes all the money, and I get that the SEC is trying to do a cash grab or something at the moment, but Greg Sankey saying nine games anyway, and kind of, it was like, hey, let's kind of figure out how to take do this and figure out how to make it work best for us. I think he might be on the fan side. I'm telling you, I'm unbelievably impressed um, with the comments that he made. Now, even so, it appears Sankey is ready to ruffle feathers and steer the conversation of membership if it remains at a standstill. The SEC requires a simple majority of a vote of eight to six to adopt legislation. Incoming members, Oklahoma and Texas, do not have a vote, though they will both have communicated their preferences to adopt a nine-game model, sources tell, 24-7 sports. They only need eight. They're almost there. So if Keith, Keith Carter, for instance, decides that Ole Miss is going to be in favor of the nine-game schedule, it's probably going to pass. That'll probably be the eighth vote there because I do think Auburn's going to do it. I do think Tennessee's going to do it. I think you have a block of five teams right now. Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky, South Carolina, Mississippi State. That's five teams. One more team can go over to the dark side. All right? But two teams cannot. So Vanderbilt, just as a thing, can just automatically go over there and they'll be fine. I don't think they will. I don't think Vandy's that concerned about it. What's the every game's a tough game for Vanderbilt. So this is an important part that I think people need to pay attention, and especially in this world where money is everything, and it absolutely is. If you have money, it's everything. Remember back in the '80s when the saying was "greed is good." I guess that was like Wall Street or something. Michael Douglas. Yeah, this is that on steroids. But Greg Sankey says, money follows, it doesn't lead. That's the same here. When all you do is chase money, you make really bad decisions. That's my view, and I'm watching that in college sports right now. Football players transferring and realizing maybe what they were promised isn't real. If what we're doing is chasing money, then we're going to make some um, then we're not going to make some very good decisions. We have not done that, and we won't do that here. That, that, that's an amazing quote. That's an amazing quote, and that makes me feel fantastic. ESPN becomes the SEC's exclusive broadcast partner starting in 2024 after signing a supplemental deal that pays the conference more than $3 billion for a package of its most-watched games. The CBS game, that was one game they got $3 billion for. And I think we need to keep that in mind. ESPN and the SEC entered a massive 20-year agreement in 2013 with the creation of the SEC network. So it's halfway done. We got about 10 years to go before all of the TV rights come up. But just the primary, just the former, just the CBS game, Moving over to Disney has put the SEC at $3 billion. Think about what that is worth. 
that singular game is worth. And I would argue that ESPN and Disney is overpaid for that. They have, and they did that on purpose because they assumed a non-game conference tournament. Now everybody's talking about more, 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 and they're going to try and extort the ESPN for money on these extra games. But I'd still say if the SEC wants more revenue, tell them, hey, we're going to put it on your platform. We want an extra SEC network game. That's it. Take the extra game, put it on SEC Network. Make it a Thursday or Friday night game. Do it every week. Make it a conference game. And that'll cover the extra conference game in the season. You want more revenue? There it is. But I am pretty, pretty excited about what happened today. this, This was, in fact, really, really good news. So thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Every day is my Folks, my people, tomorrow on the show, we're going to go over the wide receivers and we're going to continue this eight and nine game um, scenario back and forth. So it should be pretty interesting indeed. But thank you for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. Howdy toddy.